Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Ranch Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Ranch Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. Hey, how's it going, man? What is happening, people? Welcome back to Wrench Nation. Oh, yeah. 480-655-8870 is our phone number. That's 480-655-8870. If you have any questions, something going on with your car, or you just want to say hello, you can text or call anytime. 480-655-8870. I think... We might get a monsoon tonight. Oh, we look out, There's people. clouds everywhere around us. Yes, we'll have some tips and some monsoons for you. You know every week you can count on getting together. Pull over. Think about the madness to your ride. Maybe you need some work and you're not sure. This is your show, people. We welcome you back. Uh, if you're catching this on the iTunes replay, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Your car care, culture, tips, news. And all kinds of goodness with Frank and Steve here I don't on know, Nation. I don't know why, Frank, but I'm moving right now from my house at Dobbs Ranch to a new place in Chandler. Oh, you're and coming out to our neck. I am. I'm only a couple miles from you now. All right. All right. All right. And it's, I mean, I don't know why I now always seem a- to move in the middle of summer. Why are you moving? Why are you moving? <laughs> I just no, I want, want a change. new place. Yeah. You're gonna, are you going to have a pool? Uh, yes, got a pool. And, All right. Yeah, and a hot tub. All right, everybody listening. We can't wait. Oh, for- no, no, no. Oh, wait. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no party at my house. Oh, you don't want to get down. Yeah, so. You know, I've well, been trying a- to get the dogs used to the place, too. And, it's all good. That's a good thing. I have both houses right now, so it's kind of fun. Back are you one of the guys? I know we got a lot of listeners out there that believe maybe every ending, new beginning. Yes, absolutely. You get a couple and more sometimes bedrooms. I just need to freshen up. So you're Kanoka, no, Kanoka. Actually, I'm downsizing. Oh, you are. I don't need the the, the room that I have. I don't need twenty six hundred square feet. Wow. With inefficient windows and high electric bills, so oh, I've taken myself down to about thirteen hundred square feet, three bedrooms, beautiful place. Be- that's the way to go. But see, this is a part of a problem in our society. We tend to over over yes, everything. Yes, we do. We do. We can't just eat a single cheeseburger. We got to get a double <laughs> triple. Yeah. And so I think that's that true. is uh, showing a display of great discipline on your part. And I have thrown so much crap away and made so many trips to the dumps, and I still have more to mo- more, more to make. Well, that's why. I mean, you look at all these storage facilities; they're opening up like crazy. Because what do we do? I mean, look at my wife. My wife, my daughter's in college right now, right? And my wife has the Barbie doll boxes. I had to build a shed because she said, <laughs> "No, honey, we got to keep the Barbie doll. The heads are missing off the Barbie doll." Oh no! And I'm like, I get wanna, rid of the dead, the dead Barbie dolls. But this is the what headless, it is. This is what it is. Dolls. I'm telling you, we are a society. <laughs> we keep stuff on today's show. We're going to introduce a show topic, and man, I got breaking news. We got to talk about this. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. minute! Breaking news! Breaking! Wait, we got we got Kid Rock music. Oh, I love this song. I miss it. I haven't heard it in years. We got crank it. I'm banging my head. What's the news, Frank? All right, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, if you learn, you everybody loves Kid Rock. I gotta tell you, we all love Kid Rock. 
It's one of the classics. Some people hate Kid Rock. <laughs> I, well, right. well, maybe maybe four point five. You hate. We right, love, right, we love right, Kid right. Rock. I love Kid Rock. Well, there's some news about Kid Rock, and we had to play a little Kid Rock because we think Kid Rock has a little bit of car culture out there in uh, uh, the Big D, Detroit. And of course, Billy Knuckles from Detroit oh, will yeah. be calling in. But can you believe this, people? Kid Rock announces a run for Michigan Senate seat. Oh no, really? Some think it's a joke, but. Kid Rock has got a website. Kid Rock in 2018, people. Well, if Trump could do it, I think Kid Rock probably has got a chance. <laughs> now, I got to go through the website for you guys because I, I, I think and it's- now they're trying to draft the Rock and be president, you know? Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Tw- if you get on a Twitter, uh, Rock versus Rock. Right. Um, but so here it is. There so you Kid, go. Check it out. So if you're Kid Rock and you're running for Senate, and by the way, this does tie into car culture somehow, some way, but we just got to make the announcement because uh, we love Kid Rock. Kid banging. Rock. Now, for Senate. The, the Jesse website. Ventura was the senator, wasn't he? Or governor. Governor Steve, of Minnesota he was. You got yeah, my vote. Yeah. And we can all well, run. Well, me, I'm not running. All right, so check it out. Kid Keep Rock. away from it. Kid Rock website, kidrockforsenate.com. Kid Rock 18 <laughs> with a nice American flag for U.S. Senate. Kid Rock is chilling out. He's got a nice long leather suede looking jacket. The infamous hat, that nice little Cuban hat. His shades, goatee, next to Kid Rock in sort of an oval White House looking there it Backdrop. is. I'm looking he, at it right now. I got a question. Why is Kid Rock sitting like he's King of Sweden, looking chill from Detroit, and then he's got he's what trying looks, to he's trying to be senatorial. Steve, he's got like an 18 point. Is that an elk in that picture? I'll order the. It looks like it. I'll order this. I'll order this shirt. I'll wear it. You guys check it out. If you, of course, if you drive and pull over, but Kid Rock for Senate.com. We don't know if this is Maybe serious. This is a new thing because you know we got a whole bunch of old senators and representatives out there that got bad hair and that just kind of need to retire because they've been there 30, 40 years. That, Maybe it should just be all celebrities that just run now. I don't know, but the thing is, we don't know. Is this serious? Now, if you scan down to this website, the tagline yeah. underneath the picture, are you scared? 18.0, L, made in Detroit, Kid Rock looking slick, it says, are you scared? Yes. yes. It says, born free. Pimp of the nation. Subscribe for email <laughs> updates. Like he's going to announce. I actually think he's going to run. I think so. I think this is real. The question is, will he be taken seriously? Are any of them taken seriously right now? Was, was Trump? <laughs> I mean, come on. We have the know. apprentice guy. But you got to hit He's the president now. I guarantee you Kid Rock's uptick in, in Spotify was hit pretty right. hard today. So right. I don't know. But that's Kid Rock for you running. We always love to slam a little so Kid what, Rock. So what's today's show about? Well, this is serious business, people. Uh, we're going to go from Kid Rock to some serious business, actually, guys. And, and I know a lot of you are frustrated. I know you go into your mechanic. Um, yeah, your car will be finished at 3 p.m. What are the five top reasons that really mess you up, piss you off, get you excited and upset? The five top things to completely avoid. You guys have experienced it. We're going to dive in today. I bet one, you I've experienced a lot of them. Well, one of those, as we just kind of slightly covered, was my car ain't done like it said it would be done. Right. That is really going to get you upset. So sure. We got special guests. We got, uh, of course, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Car Care. We also have Billy Knuckles out of Detroit. We've got JB coming in. And we're really going to dive in this for you guys, people. I know you've experienced it. And, and more importantly, we're just not going to chat up what happened to us. We're going to talk about some tips about how to avoid these scenarios so you stay in control. You're winning throughout the whole ordeal, the and best you can. We have to mention the last chance now oh, yeah. for the Wrench Nation Scholarship for Women. This is the scholarship that... Uh, Accurate Automotive and other sponsors have helped out with 
donated a lot of money to uh, to to cover one year of education in the EVIT Automotive Technology Program for one female who's already graduated high school. So in our adult education program, this has gotten a lot of lot of lot, a lot of, of press recently. Yeah, the last a few days as well. the The deadline for applications is Sunday, the sixteenth. All right, you can get the application, and it's simple. It'll take you a half hour tops. Four or four eight zero. You can text us at four eight zero. Six five five eighty eight seven. I'll just text the word career. We'll send you a link or wrenchnation.tv or pulseradio.fm. Our friends at Accurate Automotive out there at Mesa, they are rock stars. I got to tell you, and it is important, people. Look, there's radio out there. They're doing things. There's there's a reason why these guys are doing these things. And quite frankly, there really isn't other than inspiration, man. This is raw and real. Right. And uh, I got to say that we've talked about it in the past. Part of what makes this show super, super awesome and I got to say successful. We've got a lot of listeners, a lot of podcast folks. It's about you guys. And we heard the women coast to coast. Yeah. And, and you know, they said, well, I really want to do this. But, man, I always, you know, they said, don't do it. I say, that's, those, it's done. We're going to, you inspired us. Yep. We're inspiring you. Absolutely. Big shout outs to Accurate Automotive. Uh, I'm sure they're listening. We appreciate you guys. So get in there, wrenchnation.tv or uh, the Pulse Yep, just text us, 480-655-8870. Text the word career. That's right. That's what we're looking for. You got some news? As we always do every week, we got to get you caught up on the latest and greatest of your automotive news, people. And there is a lot of news, but one of the biggest stories out there, oh gosh, the Model 3 Tesla. Oh yeah. We talked about it. I've seen it all over TV this week. That's right, because this, I think, I think, Steve, this is make or break. This is the Model T launching. If they can keep up with the demand, will the Model 3 be a hit? And, and the thing is, we're talking logistic, logistically. I can't even say that word. I get so excited. The time has come right now for Tesla and that Mr. Elon Musk to fulfill the promise of moving those vehicles from a niche aftermarket, auto, uh, excuse me, niche automaker to a provider sort of like the Model T. I really look at this as sort of going way back. With that Model T, prior to the Model T, cars were expensive. They weren't practical. Are you kidding me? I'm not spending that kind of money. Now here's this electric platform. Will Elon Musk be able to pull this off? And that's why we're getting a lot of news media. These cars start about 35000 Yeah. Not like the Model S, which was, you know, 100 k So this is an affordable vehicle. Will they be able to launch this? By July 28th, we're talking about 30 of these vehicles uh, initially, mainly going to employees who've kind of signed up. But that celebration, could it be short-lived? Tesla's facing unprecedented, if not unbelievable, targets to ramp up. They're talking 20,000 units. They're doing this hype like an iPhone, though. I'm, I like it. It's I, like you have to make your deposits, like and then there'll be a shortage. Nine. So the people go on eBay and start buying them for like $6 million. Well, hear this, man. This it's is like an iPhone or, or, or right. Xbox. All right. There's some hype, but the hype is real, and I... Does Elon Musk strike you as the kind of guy that's going to Every time lose? I think of him, I think of like cologne. Oh, like a launch of Kardashian cologneage? Yeah, well, there was a Musk cologne, wasn't there? In Musk? The day? Yeah. If you're out there camping, you'd be well. I'm not good. <laughs> My wife would smack me in the I neck know, if I'm, I I'm not crazy about this. I remember Musk's had something to do with cologne. All right. Well, they're talking 20,000 units a month by year end. Guess what that is anticipated? This is the plan for our people at Tesla. Okay. They want to produce... 500,000 vehicles in 2018, and guess how many in 2020? Uh, a million. A million. Okay. Can they get it done? Makes sense. And you guys listening, if you have your 
uh, opinion of where are they going to produce them? Well, all over the country in America. Oh, you ain't kidding. I hope so. From batteries to everything, but my primarily out of California. Okay. And, and I knew they're ramping up. Uh, it's definitely a make or break moment. So they're not selling cars now. What are they selling over at this Tesla dealer over in Tempe? They're selling cars. Model but, 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 they, but you can't actually get one. Well, you can buy the more expensive ones. I well, that's part of the deal. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Elon Musk is. I mean, he's got some venture capital and he's funding and he's sure. putting out uh, putting out some. Uh, yeah. You know, he, it's a big risk. But isn't that how it started? What did we say about the internet when the internet? Oh, what's that? That's not going to survive. Well, I said it's going to be the end of the world. Who? I think the internet's the end of the world. Not the Model Three. I can't wait to I see. Think, one. I think the internet is going to kill us all. Yeah. So Tesla only. <laughs> Tesla delivered 76,000 vehicles, Steve, globally in 2016. They and now might, they're going to do a million one in By two 2020, yeah. if they can pull that off, yeah. and for the most part, it's not going to be recall city, all right? We're all paying attention to that. I'm going to bet they can do it. All right. And you got to believe in a billionaire. You got to believe in it. Yeah. All right, as we do every week, we, we've got to share with you guys. Look, all you guys driving out there, we know that you're missing the owner's manual. You haven't a clue. You go to Google, try to figure out what to do with your car. Forget Google. Get on to carcare.org, Car Care Council, Rockstar Nonprofit. Type in your information. They'll give you an idea about what your maintenance schedule is like. That is your source, people, for everything your car needs and, of course, every week we love, we love Kathy Droz with her certified. If you're buying a new car, check out. have her in again. Been, yeah, been we too will. Long. We yeah. will. Actually, going to bring Kathy back on the show. She yeah. doesn't know it yet, but she'll come in <laughs> uh, in the fall because that's a good time okay, to good. buy yeah. a new yeah. vehicle. Kathy Droz, her certified.com. If you're buying a new car, she is your guide, your coach. She can get it done for you, give you all those tips and tricks. When Wrench Nation continues, you're going to avoid the frustrating traps of time and money during your next automotive service visit. We'll talk about that. And JB from Bolt-On Technology joins us. But first, in honor of Kid Rock running for Senate, my favorite Kid Rock song. Oh, yeah. I love this one right here. All summer long. Kid Rock, you got my vote, baby. There you go. (laughs) Back with more Wrench Nations next on The Pulse. Wrench Nation is back on the phone with us. JB from Bolt-On Technology. Hello there, JB. Yo, guys. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, nice to have you back on. How's it going out there today? Oh, pretty good. We got some nice warm weather out here, but nothing like you guys. Got. No. What no. is happening, JB? Yeah, it is hot. You know, everything. Everything's a stink. So you live in a stink. People try to put cologne and perfume. It don't work by it's 10 even, o'clock. It's, it's even gone. a little bit of humid we today. We complain when we have 25% humidity, but we believe complain. me, yeah. we can feel it right now. We can feel it. Oh, jump in that big pool of yours there. Get that. Cool yeah, off man. over there. Jeez. So we're talking about... The people want to know, why did I experience this situation? And, you know, these are the top, we picked the top five that most people probably have experienced, how it went all wrong with their auto mechanic. Okay. I'm going to see if I can relate to some of these. I want to put out a disclaimer, people. One of the, before JB and you help us dive in, before we get into these situations, I got to tell everyone. Before you go out and start getting into the lawyers and the, you know, the news media, (laughs) just stop. Most places, honest places, as we dive into these scenarios, they made a mistake. Most places want to recover. Of course. So if there was a mistake, I'm talking horrible mistake, people. I'm talking car wasn't ready. Um, We're going to talk more here in a minute on it. But give that 
garage. It's like a restaurant. If you go to a restaurant and that steak was jacked up, don't be writing a big story on Yelp. Tell the but manager because he may have a bad cook and he needs you needs to fire the about, cook. Okay, here you go. Let me talk about this. If I'm, I take my car into you, drop it off seven o'clock in the morning. You say going to be done four o'clock. Well, okay? hang on. We're going to at one there. o'clock. You yeah. realize, right? Wait a second. Okay, it's going to take me take us a little longer. Right. All right. You're at least going to let me know. Of course, we're going to get into that. That's part okay. of that communication. Right. But the first thing, JB, it all starts with the beginning. It, you know, the yeah. beginning. Um, you know, JB, walk us into this. And I, you and I can role play a little bit. Uh, I walked into your garage and I'm kind of going through my problems and you are setting the pace for what the next steps are. So I got a problem. What are you going to guide me? And I've got a problem. What are you going to guide me at that point? What are you going to tell me? I mean, the first thing is is that you got to explain your problems to me in a way and I have to understand exactly what you're looking for. So I think the write-up is the first place that we need to be. Because when a customer comes in, a lot of places, they don't listen. They only want to get to the next point where they want to try to sell you something. And okay. again, that's not everybody. Right. All right. So the thing is here is you have to watch and communicate to this person what your problems are and your, your, what you're seeing. Right. And what's really important is that when they're done taking that information back, that you as a customer look and see what they wrote and see if you feel that they've actually captured what you're asking about. All right, so you're saying to recap. Let's go through. I'm going to walk through this here. So, JB, I've got a 2000 Nissan Altima, and I tell you that I need an alternator. Is that What are you going to tell me? Well, the first thing is I'm going to say, why do you think you need an alternator? And what's your answer going to be? Well, because, because my, my mom told me. There we go. My cousin, <laughs> a Google. But I think well, the point is I Googled you, it, right. you want symptoms from me. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know what? This is a really great, great example. One of my neighbors actually approached me the other day and said, yo, I think I need an alternator. So why do you think that? Well, battery's dead. Okay. So I go over and look at it. And the first thing I do is I grab the battery cables and immediately I say, you know what? Turn your, turn your lights on. They're really bright. So try to start it. And it starts up. But long and short of the whole thing is he saw the symptoms and thought what it was. But what it actually was is the battery cable was loose on the battery and making an intermittent contact. It wasn't getting a good electrical flow. I actually saw the spark and knew exactly what it is. We cleaned it up. He's on his way. He's on his way. Well, Simple see, but, fix. The, but no matter what it is, the average Joe always wants to feel like, oh, yeah, I know a lot about my health. Oh, I think that's I know okay. a lot about health care. I know I a lot about cars. Okay. I know a lot about this. So that's why they do that. But nobody wants to be a dummy. When right. they, you know, if you're going to spend money in a joint, whether it's a restaurant or a garage... I mean, I walked into the you doctor's feel- office the other day. I was with there with my mother. Yeah. He walks in. He goes, I think you're right about that. And I go, okay. All right. Well, the people want to feel empowered. But I think, JB, what you're saying is, number one, because you guys had to understand that the beginning start, that first moment of the symptom is so important. Because guess what, mm-hmm. people? I'm going to role play now. JB, you're the bad guy, bad guy mechanic, and I'm just whatever. I come in. JB, I need an alternator. And you don't have any, you don't care. You, you just, all right, you need an alternator. You replace the alternator. And then you call me at 3 o'clock, say the car is ready. And then you drive it. I drive it, rather. And then next day, my car won't start. And so you, I come back, and you, 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 you just not, you're not fair. You don't care. 
Well, you told me to put an alternator yeah, in. You told me to put an alternator you put in. in. What do you want? I get exactly what you want. Now, that's horrible. I mean, most oh, good yeah. garages ain't going to go down like that. But, you know, there's a few bad apples. And what we're saying, people, is it is crucial. Number one, give your symptom. And number two, yeah. in that category of communication, is what I like to call, JB, is the art of the authorization. So if I'm going to, JB, you say to me, sir, well, we're going to do a series of tests to find out what is going on with your car, and we need you to authorize these tests. That is important. What am I authorizing? What's my right? What's my right? When I authorize, tell me about that, JB. Well, as a customer, you're giving me permission to take a look at your vehicle, and I'm well, based on my experience and everything that I've done, I'm going to say maybe it takes about an hour to do what I need to do to report back to you what I feel is definitely your answer. Okay. So that's what you're trying to do is make that communication back and forth that, yes, I need to spend a little bit of time using my skills and technology to figure out exactly what's going on because I want them to do it right. Excellent. So you're really defining, you guys listening, you're going to define that initial series of complaint, right? What am I authorizing for that complaint? to actually get to the cause. So, JB, after I authorize, you're also going to tell me a little bit about anything above and beyond what you're authorizing now, cost-wise, you'll know about it before we do it, right? And that's, that's really important, the communication between the shop and the customer. If I don't come up with the answer, one of the things I've always done, if I don't come up with the answer a lot of time, I'm going to take a little extra time and double check and see if maybe I'm just that close and I got it. But if I feel that I'm going to need to spend a reasonable more amount of time, I'm going to call you up before I do that because that actually I think is plain old um, courtesy. It is a courtesy because a lot of times, um, you know, uh, automotive technicians, uh, we, you know, look, we're, we're not trying to pattern diagnose these things, but there could be in, in the consumer's mind, you guys, you guys are thinking – well, this should only take 20 minutes because I had a similar type of problem yeah, in right. my other car. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few of those in the garage uh, this week, you know, where we've got a few uh, AC situations where, um, you know, in theory, we should be testing a defective AC compressor, but not the case. We're having electrical voltage to compressor issues, and it's just taking some time, you know, going through flow charts. JB, what you're saying is you will know every step of the way if there's additional charges and i think that's the key correct definitely yeah and and i think we brought this up guys the this art of the authorization is key because where things fall apart for a lot of you is you come in and later on in the day the bill is just wacky i mean it's like a phone bill it's like an electric bill <laughs> all kinds of extra the king of russia fee and all this <laughs> and you're like dude wait who stop you said this amount and so I think to reduce the anxiety has to start up front in that art of authorization. I'm going to bring in Billy Knuckles. He's on the phone from Detroit. Hello, Billy Knuckles. Welcome Ooh. back. What is happening, Billy Knuckles? Gentlemen, how are you doing? What is happening? How are you out there in the, the big Detroit? Is it Great. hotter than a mug out there? It's it's muggy. It's just it's, when we say hotter than a mug, it's hotter than a muggy mucky mug. Coffee mug. <laughs> Yeah, but see, we were talking earlier. Of course, we're, we're going to dive a little further. Uh, JB and I and Steve, we're talking about uh, all these scenarios to avoid and how you can do that. But um, let me ask you, do you have the same uh, problem in Detroit as we do here 
in the hellified of the Phoenician Arizona desert of 120.5 degrees. Do you put cologne on at about 10 o'clock? Does it just go south, just give up on the cologne? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. How do we deal with this, people? J- JB, <laughs> you, know, you guys said as much. It's all about communication, right? Yeah. So one of my favorite things is years ago, right out of college, I used to work for a, an automaker, and I was a customer relations rep. And one of the things that always seemed to pop up, and it's very uh, timely and it's very... Um, it's very uh, topical for for the aftermarket as well as the OEMs. Whatever you take the vehicle in, if you're if you want them to diagnose it, then pay them to diagnose it and make sure the paperwork says to, that you're diagnosing it. So if you're saying, wait hand, a minute, let's stop right there. It's really you're almost making it. Hey guys, this is actually simpler than than folks can make. That you're reading what you're authorizing only. Correct. Exactly. So, so if I if I smell a burning smell under the hood, I'm not going to call and say, "Well, I I think I've got a valve cover gasket that's leaking. How much for a valve cover gasket?" Because if you get the wrong guy, and there are some of them out there, they're well-intentioned shop owners that all they want to do is they want to make you happy by doing what they think what what they think you want. Right. And and the professional part of us has to do what we know needs to be done correctly for their sake and ours, because if that's the case, then that's how you find the shop. And all you've got to do is go online and find reviews, reviews such as, uh, I like ABC Auto Repair, because although it may seem that I spend a little bit more money, what I, what I find is that they stand behind their work and they do what needs to be done. They challenge me where I need to be challenged. So when I call them and say, I think I need an alternator, and they say, well, how did you know that? Uh, and I say, well, I pulled the ba- the, the battery cable, and uh, the car died. And and then they question me. Then they ask me questions like, well, would it interest you to know that there are several things that may cause that symptom to occur, other than an alternator? It doesn't necessarily need to be an expensive thing. All right. And well, so those are the kinds of shops yeah. that people should be going to. So you're right. Not always is that the case, and we got a lot more ground to cover. I want you both to stick around. We all want to recap this. This is absolutely crucial and important people it's that beginning point when you come in a give the symptom let the mechanic actually test so you're going to authorize only the test and then we're going to talk about in uh, in the next segment we're going to talk about what does that look like leading to the cause and what the correction is and then maybe there's some piling up on some other needed work we're going to talk about that steve all right jb billy hang on a second we'll be right back with you guys wrench nation 480-655-8870 of course, your calls are always important. If you ever have a question that you'd like to ask Frank or or, or Billy or JB about anything that's going on with your car, just text us or call us 480-655-8870. We'll be right back. More Wrench Nation next. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Yes, it's Stephen Frank here on Wrench Nation. Of course, don't forget about our Wrench Nation female scholarship for a young lady who would like to have a career, anyone, actually any any age lady, if you're 50 or young, all right? That's right. For a lady who would like to have a career in automotive technology, we've got we've got people who've, who've gathered together, Accurate Automotive, also Billy Knuckles, Billy Knuckles, who's on the phone, also donate. I just lost Billy. Oh. Get Billy back. Billy Knuckles. No. Yeah, it's I just okay. lost Billy. Billy, call back. Okay, I just lost Billy. Um, But Billy Knuckles, also from Interstate Auto Care in Madison Heights, Michigan, 
is also donating towards the scholarship, and That's we're going right. to award that next week to one lucky young lady, a free year of education. Yeah, big kudos. We, we A lot of our communities gotten together, and you guys rock. We're talking about some of those worst-case scenarios to really – just completely There's Billy avoid. right there. Billy's coming back. Billy, Billy, I was just talking about you and the and the, the the scholarship. Thank you so much for your support as well. It, it, it's my pleasure. It's my honor. We, you know, we have to support this industry. And, and uh, you know what, uh, ladies, if you're out there, uh, we we have so much respect for you because you understand something that many of us have to train to do. You know, people. This is a people business. It is a people business. Well said. We're talking about those scenarios to completely avoid. We talked about with JB a bolt on technology to regroup here. And we've got, of course, Billy Knuckles, Interstate Auto Care uh, out of Detroit. We talked about that initial sort of interview, guys. Um, one other thing, we talked about reviews, check reviews. But how about if I want to interview the mechanic I'm going to do business with, why not look at the past five invoices of how they do business? I mean, I'm not saying look at people's names and things. You can actually say, hey, um, give me your last scenario of you know the kind of business that you do. You know, These are all things that you can look forward to. Uh, you know, JB, you brought up a very important point. I'm going to authorize the testing only if there are any above and beyond fees. I need to know about that. You'll communicate that with me uh, in a timely fashion. We're going to move on because we've got a lot to cover. Of course, we got Greg oh, Buckley. Go ahead, JB. Sorry to interrupt, but you know what? There's one other thing that we really should talk about at this point is people going to those places that will plug into their car and give them a code and say, you need this sensor or that oh, sensor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then they send them over to us, and they expect us to replace them without doing that. It's a and good I think point. It's really important to yeah. customers to know that you know there could be multiple codes that indicate one sensor, but it doesn't mean the sensor's the problem. And, and we, when you go and buy that piece and bring it to me to put it in, I don't want to do it because I'm afraid it's not going to yeah. fix it. I think it's money not well spent. We covered we covered a portion of this, and again, not to knock the national auto parts chain. There's some you know there's some peace of mind. A lot of great garages, you know, if it's just a quick off the cuff, we're not doing major testing, but you want a peace of mind code pull, it's not conclusive absolutely to what you need, but at least gives a general direction. And I think one of the biggest anxieties for both the consumer and the automotive technician is that call. I got a code. I need an oxygen sensor. How much to install it? Boy, oh boy, stop. Because that's like going to a doctor, people. I was in Mexico. They said I needed a kneecap. How much to replace a kneecap? Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, so let's slow it down. And then they take out your kneecap, they replace it, and they say, oh, I guess that wasn't it. Because big time, <laughs> this is how those scenarios of anxiety, those worst, did this make you want to pull your hair out? It usually starts with the beginning. Uh, so yeah. let's dive into this, guys. Uh, JB, talk to us a little bit about how do we sort of get involved when my car is not ready as promised? What could be happening in the garage? And as a consumer, like, what should I be looking out for in terms of communication? Let's kind of start with maybe the, the sort of the update phone call. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's important because, you know, as a technician, you're in there, you're working on the vehicle. Time tends to get lost. Sure. But you know what? We've always got to remember time doesn't get lost for the customer. So uh, midday or something like that, I want to take a look around the shop and see what's going on. And if I'm a little concerned that something's not going to happen or something's going to take longer than expected, it's a good time to call as early as possible and prepare the customer for that. Yeah. And I think that's really big because, you know, you get a feel for a job as you're working on it. Well, it just ain't right. You shouldn't be calling people at 430 to tell them their car's not going to be ready. I mean, I, did, I get upset because I actually, my wife, I'm not going to get into this and get sidetracked, but my wife experienced the situation, 
and, and I'm telling you, it was a horrible situation, and they didn't communicate. And it's just about that, people. So most Greek garages are going to communicate. What I like about Bolton, Steve, is that we can do this digitally, right? We yeah. can text, update, you know, you know, I mean, we talk about the inspections and, and, and sort of the, uh, the updates with photos, but we can actually text folks about uh, the sort of the process of where their car is at. Um, Billy Knuckles, uh, it was brought to my attention. Uh, Bree mentioned, and this is really key. Hey, don't I need to know, okay, you're going to test my vehicle, but aren't you going to check the rest of my vehicle? Well, absolutely. I mean, one of the key things, and, and it is it, certainly you know this, you're a success, JB, you know this. Oh, I don't know about under, success. Under-promise <laughs> and over-deliver. And what does that look like? What it looks like is we say to the customer, here's what's going on, is, is you have no fuel pressure. We need to restore fuel pressure in order, and, and we anticipate at this point, that the vehicle will run. We can't guarantee it yet. If you have a customer saying to you, well, I need a 100% guarantee that we are, there are no further problems here, then that's the time to have this conversation. All right. it's, not, it's not the time to have a conversation at 5.30 in the evening after the pump goes in the vehicle and we find out we've got a crank sensor that's out on yeah. the vehicle. Yeah, we've got to watch our time. Crank. That's the biggest thing. And I think, and uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Sometimes, sometimes it's the way. It's the way we approach it. The customer says, I need this done as cheap as possible. And we don't bother to say to the customer, are you sure you want that? Because if you do that, are you willing to take on that added risk? Well, I think it's our fault. I'm going to take the responsibility. Right. I'm going to tell you why, guys. And, and it just blow the, you know, people listening right now say, oh, that's a, what is he talking about? I'm going to take responsibility. If I did not, as a business, in a service-related industry, provide that value, and I've set myself as a guy in a corner that's going to, I'm going to do it cheap all day long, I cannot provide stellar service. It just doesn't happen. And I'm not knocking, look, I'm not knocking uh, those out there that may be super inexpensive, uh, and, and, and I'm not going there. I'm just saying, people, if you're going to get some service, there has to be that value. You should expect a phone call, an update, regular communication. I want to get right into this. Uh, JB, and you can chime in on this, okay? Right. Uh, and Billy, absolutely, you're going to chime in this because this is a real, this this will make any consumer just lose their lunch. Um, you keep calling me back every other hour telling me I need to spend more money. No. What is no. up with that? What happened there? JB, no, that, that's nuts. You know, um, you, you you ask for money up front, like I said earlier. You go a little further, and know what? You got to sit back and take a real big look at the picture because if you keep calling the customer, that's not right. That's that's a very unprofessional. Well, what are you not doing? If if you're that guy or gal that sort of calls every other hour and the price increases, I'm about ready to take some medicine because of this situation. Um, what are what are you doing wrong in communicating? What did I? What did you do wrong? I, I mean, why do you keep calling me? So let me just defend that policy for just, if, if, let's see, you and I may do this once out of 100, right? So we had one the other day. A vehicle came in. It had an air conditioning problem. Customer thinks, well, it needs a compressor. It needs a recharge, right? What do you suppose was wrong with this Volvo? I'll make it quick for you. It turned out to be the seat warmer module that was, that was shutting down the entire system on this Volvo. Now, how many makes of a vehicle can we say that about? I can't think of any other one other than... That's a rarity. I hear you. I hear. So, so what did you do? So what we ended up doing is we called the customer and said, how important is this air conditioning to you? Because it's in the seat. We've got to pull the seat out to do this. That was call number two after right. the first hour diagnosis. Okay. Call so you started three, there. You started... Okay. Right? Right. So in that That's case, reasonable. so if we talk to the customer along the way and we have a picture, we've got that fantastic bolt-on technology picture and that inspection that they can see how transparent we are being along the way. Right. 
All right, wait a minute. Stop right there. Stop. But shouldn't you tell me that up front? Is this is this repair exploratory? Because it's okay. That's fair ground. If it's like doctors, I go back to doctors. Sometimes it's just not a reattachment of the finger. There's going to be some exploratory. I may be calling you because I got to start here with yeah. what I know is faulty. Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah. In the case of this customer, he called us on the basis that he was pricing on an air conditioning job. And so my my question to him to bring him in the door, I said. Would it interest you to know that it may not be the air conditioning system that may be affecting this? Right. Yeah, and that's so, a good point. And so, and so he said, well, I don't know if I believe that. I said, well, here's the deal. Let's bring it in. And because of the experience that I know, about 50% or more of the time, the customer is wrong about this. because it, So if you want me to do flip of the car uh, auto repair, flip of a coin auto repair, how in the world did we earn our five-star Google reviews? online do right. you think we would have earned it that way yeah and so a customer came in and sure enough it turned out to be something else yeah and, but uh, and frankly speaking it was cheaper than a compressor all right so as a consumer i want to regroup here because you make a good point during that initial authorization of sort of a test right i come in with my complaint right my car keeps stalling in this case uh you're talking about my ac is just blowing warm um all right uh, that's the time that I need to know is, like, uh, what am I expecting? Is this going to be a series of calls? That's kind of what I should be expecting at that point, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and so, yeah, so, and so let's go down that scenario. So the customer says, well, here's the deal. I've all of experiences that is somebody's calling me up and they ripped me off and all this other stuff. It's the conversation. Shouldn't we be having a conversation at the counter and saying to them the following, I need you to trust me. If you, how did you find this? And invariably they'd say, well, I found you through your great reviews and people, word of mouth, whatever. And so what we would say to them at that point is, I need you to trust that I'm going to be different, that I'm going to make this experience a different experience yep. for you. It if sounds great, front, Billy. I love you. It sounds great. It sounds great. But the fact is, most people would rather pull their teeth be- before they want to go to their local certainly. mechanic and I, how do I, how can I trust you if you, it, I, I don't know what's going to so, cost. I got anxiety, so I, man. So, yeah, so I would say, I would say I would respectfully decline to go any further with the customer unless you can give me the benefit of the doubt. If I don't, if you don't believe that I'm going to be a different experience for you, then, then I'm going to be disappointing you just like all the others. All right. And well, so why would I, why would I want to go down that road? with somebody that doesn't even want to give us the benefit of the doubt up front. I agree. I agree with you there. That's a, that's a, it's a great statement. I was really looking more so, I mean, those are, look, the top-notch garages, they're going to communicate. Um, you know, we're going to talk about uh, another scenario as uh, Greg Buckley comes in here shortly. But speaking to your point about those dreaded every other hour phone calls, I'm talking more so where someone may be in a garage and it's just so loosely done you know, um, they, they're not communicating. And so I just want the listeners out there to understand you can control that and define up front. If you're not sure who you're dealing with, you maybe didn't do the research. What am I to expect? And usually it's yeah. a worst case, you know, a best case scenario. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, Frank, one of the things that we didn't discuss is intermittent drivability problems. What happens if you can't find the problem, do I still pay? Well, that's a if mouthful. That way, intermittent right? drive it. That you're talking about those. Uh, it does it once a week type of problems, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, that's so, a different so, scenario for sure. That I mean, yeah. up front, the people are going to be. You're going to tell folks, hey, just like a flickering light bulb, it flickered one evening. Now it's working, but I just don't want to be in the dark. Can you guys check it? That's going to take time. That's reasonable. Exactly. So, the, 
the, the, the trick to it is, is at that point in time, as a, as a service professional, you have to walk the customer through that scenario. Because most folks say, well, if you can't fix it, how am I going to pay you? But here's the thing, is we haven't gotten to fixing it. We're still at a diagnostic phase. Right. Yeah, we need to communicate yeah. that. And, and uh, right. is it illegitimate? A lot of good places are going to have, uh, when I say places, we're not just talking about your independent garages, but a lot of great dealerships out there. Um, if they know that there's going to be some, we don't want to inconvenience people. So a loan, a car, a rental, is that yeah. reasonable? Oh, very much so. Absolutely. Very um, reasonable, yeah. Who should pay for that? That's a big question. Yeah. JB, who should yeah. pay for the rental? Well, um, I would think that if I have a vehicle and, and it's a good customer, I'm going to probably take care of the rental itself. Okay. Yeah. Now, good customer. That's a cliche. Yeah. I mean, what does that mean? I mean, am I, if well, I'm spending money with you, a person that comes back to me for all their service. And all right, some loyalty. I get that. Take care of these things. All right. put them in the yeah. car. Right. I want to keep you both on. I, I think it's important. I say we okay. keep them on. You guys are such an asset to contributing to what is a, a just a horrible thing for a lot of folks about those uh, worst case scenarios. I want to say one thing. Yeah. Okay. Steve. What about I come in there and I go, oh, here's my part. Put it in. Oh, don't get <laughs> us started with that. <laughs> That's another show. Another show. We're going to cover another that. Show. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. More Wrench Nation. Hang in there, guys. Here on 88.7 The Pulse. Stay with us. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Oh, we lose track of how much time we got. It's already wrapping up here. We got JB from Bolt On Technology. We got Billy Knuckles from Interstate Auto Care in Michigan. Yeah, and we're talking about those scenarios. Uh, you know, this those make you want to throw up scenarios. And I got to tell you guys, you can, if you're in a garage, you can get this done. The whole idea, just sort of recapping, is make sure you know what you're authorizing and ask them about when do I expect to get updates and, and know about every step of the way that I'm going to be kept informed. Uh, if you're not informed, you call the garage and get that information. And I got to tell you that, you know, garage may be really busy, but they still got to have that process in place because when the anxiety starts, it's out of that communication. Number two, guys, we talked about what it is that I need for my vehicle, what I actually need to repair and how that's going to go down as to when do I anticipate the promised time. A good garage is going to tell you, you know, you should anticipate that this should be done by four o'clock. We will call or text you to update you again, right? They're right. very conscientious of, hey, I got kids to pick up at the school. I've got, hey, I may have a night shift to work on. JB, you cover that so awesomely. Um, Billy Knuckles, you covered it. We're going to try to pull this off. We've got Greg coming in here. This next point that really gets folks frustrated is, is Greg here? I got Buckley on the phone right now. Hey, our hey. blue hen of Delaware. Hello, Greg Buckley. What's going on, guys? We got the whole family here. <laughs> um, Greg, let's get right into it. Um, I, I go in with a particular concern. Let's say Steve comes in your garage and, you know, he's smelling some, smells like something's burning under his hood. And you come back and you've got this inspection report and you tell him that he needs headlight bulbs, he needs a transmission flush, wipers are bad, and I can get you done at 3 o'clock for X amount of dollars. Steve's like, well, okay, that's cool. Go ahead and do it. What's missing here? What is missing? Steve came in for something. Uh, you haven't fixed the original concern. Right. Well, and you I think even looked at it. A lot of people get frustrated with that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where you had to, you know, that's um, uh, the, that's the extras 
happening before the actual repair is performed or looked at. I mean, it's it, it, it's a weird way of, I mean, I don't know what to say. Well, I, I someone, think... It's someone not looking out for the best interest of the client, and they're not focused on the repair. Absolutely. They might be looking at the dollar. Right. And, and you can't have that. You know, it's, it's just not something that... You know, every good shop is going to worry about the, the first concern is the concern of the client. You know, the original complaint, that complaint. I'm going to sit there, I'm going to sit there, Buckley, and I'm going to say, and that's supposed to fix the burning smell from my car? Well, a lot of people may not do that. You know, they're just yeah. listening. Yeah. They're trusting you. They're like, okay, if you say so, you know better than me. Yeah. So I it's mean, important. Now, here's a case in point. Now, just, uh, you know, in, in fact, I was going to, I made a clip on it. It'll be out tomorrow. Um, where a fleet customer uh, took uh, one of their managers to the fleet, allowed their truck to go and use somebody, I, I really don't know, I didn't question it, put a simple set of tires on. Now, most people out there in the audience will think, well, if it's round and it's black and it rolls, it's going to work on my car. Yeah. Well, this was a 3500 series uh, utility bed truck, and mm-hmm. the person who put these tires on put on a full winter grip mud, snow, all-terrain, off-road tire hmm. with a lesser load rating. So when yeah. this van was going down the road, once the vehicle achieved, like, say, 30 miles an hour and it was hot, you know, the wheels got, the tires got, you know, road temp, um, this back end started swaying all over the place. Yeah. And it was uncontrollable. And that's because the, they didn't ask a question, they didn't really speak of their concerns, and they allowed it to go on without really you know, checking in on what kind of product they were getting, you know. Or That's a very good point. They weren't they were dialed into so. the need. And, and I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Billy Knuckles out there in Detroit, what's missing here? You know, what what is a garage getting wrong, causing anguish? I mean, I came in, I, I complained about a horn not working. You want to sell me all these flushes. What's What can I do as a consumer? What what, what do I say? Good garages, we, we're all, we're all, you know, certainly in the realm of reputable garages, we are not beneath uh, saying to the customer, I can't change the oil in your vehicle because you have a tire and ready to fall off the car. True or not? All of you guys would agree to this. You would decline an oil change, and the customer says, well, no, I just want my oil change done. And, and reputable repair facilities would respectfully decline further work and say, I am not going to be part of you driving a vehicle unsafe on the road. I can't have that on my conscience. And you might be okay with kids in your car, but the person who you might run into may not know that. So any reputable repair. So if you're a consumer and you're shopping for a place that you can trust, see where they will be principled enough to be able to look out for you in this manner. So what Greg was talking about, think about this. Let's say a vehicle comes in and needs a 1500 bucks worth of head gasket work, right? you think we might want to have a conversation with the customer when we do our digital vehicle inspection and say to the customer, before you answer yes or no to this repair, please be aware of the fact that we also looked at the rest of the vehicle. It needs 800 bucks worth of tires. It needs 400 bucks worth of brakes. It needs whatever, this and this and this. The customer may be flabbergasted, but at that point in time, you might say to the customers, I'm not asking you to spend $4,000 on the car. I'm saying to you, this is what it's going to take to keep this vehicle safe on the road. Are you aware of this? And well, what you'll find is that the customer will appreciate. I get that, right, but right. I get that. Picture, right? That's fine. They want the complete picture for sure. But I'm really talking about what do I say if, uh, as a consumer, I'm in a garage and I get a phone call back and I came in, I used the horn scenario, 
uh, maybe the horn's not great. Let's say I came in with an AC scenario and I'm, I'm pounded by all these other things. Could I say something like, what do I need as a priority? How do I handle that? I mean, I'm getting an $1,100 right. quote here. Um, yeah, sure. uh, JB, talk to us and we'll get to you, Greg, as well. JB, how do I handle the, it's going to cost you lots of money. How do I handle that as a consumer? How do I, how do I like prioritize all this mess? Well, the thing is, uh, again, it goes back to communication. It's your car. It's your money. You should get what you're looking for. So you have to talk to the guy and say, look, I brought it in for this issue. What's that issue going to cost me? Do I know anything? And that should be the first thing before they go into all that other flushing and stuff like that. And then after they go through the flushing, and just like Mr. Knuckles said, you know, the car has got a lot of stuff reported to them. But the most important thing is what did the customer bring it in for first and how much is that going to cost? And then talk about all the rest and the customer has to ask those questions they have to push because that's their vehicle and the shop doesn't respond that's a shop that you probably don't want to go back to yeah right makes sense greg buckley you know that th- this is i think a, a big anguish i mean we've heard stories of well i went elsewhere or something like that yeah. uh, by no means are we perfect or you know any any garage out there or even dealership they, they can have bad days but they're going to communicate the that honesty about what happens, you know, but man, when I get, when I get inundated, how can I break this down, Greg? Can I look at safety first? I mean, I'm trying to evaluate, maybe I don't have the greatest person on the other end that's talking to me about my car. How can I, what tools would I then sort of reply? How do I manage? Do we start with safety? I mean, you know, if you look at the average consumer and the average automotive service consumer, I should say, you know, most are at a disadvantage instead of not being aware. Yeah. Of so they have the Internet. They have certain tools. But the, the thing that I look for the most is, look, please be honest in what you're telling me that's going wrong. Give me everything you know about your car from your history to your last service and anything in particular that may have you know struck you as being strange or you know, maybe it's not corrected. And then get into what you're looking here for, for today. Let's say you had, a, you, know, you had an oil leak. All right, and someone comes back to you, like you talked about, well, you need this kind of flush. We could replace that light bulb and the wiper blades and all that. The, the logical question would be, well, is that going to take care of my burning smell? Thank you. So you really right want back. to get back to that root. Steve, yeah. go ahead. Steve. Buckley, let me ask you this question, Buckley. If I, let's say I'm coming into your shop. I've got no problems with my car right now. I just moved to the area. I'm, I'm looking for a mechanic in the area in case I need you. How would you treat me if I came in and said, well, I don't have any issues. I just wanted to come by and check out your place. Oh, if it was you, Steve, I'd roll out the party and do all that. You know? uh-huh. You're a BTO, man. There you go. But if it was, if it was just a, a person that just moved to the area. <laughs> no, you know, you treat everybody the same. I, I, I welcome everybody in. And, you know, we, we, of course we get people to come in that are new to the area. Yeah. And we let them know what our procedures are. We certainly discuss and showcase the digital inspection process. We tell them we're as transparent as possible, and we we do so many things digitally. I mean, we have the the, the pre the, the pre opening uh, video text that we offer. Um, you know, we have pricing that's transparent. We we really say, listen, folks, if you're looking, I mean, we're not going to touch a thing on your car or do anything without you knowing it. And secondly, how much it's going to cost to get it done right and you know we talk about the history 50 over 50 years of being in the business in the community and you can look at our reviews so we 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 showcase ourselves and we think we have a great personality from the counter out and as a whole business so we want that to shine you know uh, to the client you know first impressions are important and we talked about building we talked about building that trust 
you know, yeah. with with your local shop. And by doing that, by you know, don't be afraid to stop by when you don't have. When you a don't problem. need them. Interview exactly. Them. Check out their yep. coffee. Yep. I, I joke around about. It. I say I got the best coffee. Well. You know, and I give a tour. I'm going to introduce them to exactly. the technicians. Exactly. I mean, that's some old school. That's really important. That's customer service, and that's how you're going to learn to trust someone. And when, well, when, when I think it's customer me, experience. Big difference. Well, and, yeah. and big it's difference. True, but yeah. you know what? Do you, do you know what we're not we're not looking at it from this standpoint too? And this goes for the shop owners. We're getting during that interview process. They're getting to know us, but just as importantly, we're getting to know them. Yeah, and if we listen carefully in the conversations, and we're and and we're very astute at the you know the whole profile of the situation. Of the, we get to see and understand. Well, oh. how do you think they would react? I Don't think I think I heard some kumbai music coming in right here. This is this is KPNG Chandler <laughs> Wrench Station. We're just having coffee and donuts, and we're swinging. You know, I mean, I think we need to get to know each other. In, I love that, Greg. Uh, JB, he said uh, interview a mechanic before uh, before we wrap up here. Interview a mechanic before you need him or her. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do it yeah. when it's not a problem and not an emergency. And come da- go down to the place, even a dealership. You can go down a big big dealership and meet the advisor, and, and, and I think it's important. Yeah. You can't just do everything digitally. I mean, reviews are great, but let me go down and meet the gentleman or, or the lady that's going to be helping me out and get a tour of their place. As shop owners, I think let's stop kidding ourselves about books that are, you know, we hear shops all the time say, well, people are price shoppers more than ever before. I've never met a shop, I've never met a, a customer who was a price shopper, pure price shopper. Right. Because even, here's the deal, if you, if I could give you a, a, a job for free, if I could replace your water pump on your vehicle, and I told you that it was going to be done at Christmas time, and I need you to leave it with me. <laughs> and I did the job poorly enough, right. and, and, and the shop was dirty enough, and, and the service and the rudeness was enough. You wouldn't hire me for free. So yeah. why are we kidding ourselves? Yep. Why yep. do we say that customers want price? No, they want value. And okay. all you have to do is have a conversation over value. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this week. Mr. Buckley, JB, and also Billy thank Knuckles. We thank appreciate you very you much guys. for being a part of Ranch Nation. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. Well, all right. What we're talking about every week, we give you a little insight to some of the goofiness that's happening around, maybe in your neighborhood, but uh, not so much. I hope not. Well, this baby wildebeest thinks the passing car (laughs) is its mother, and it's suckling suckling the tires. Our good friends at the uh, autoblog.com, you can check it out. But this uh, lost baby wildebeest made a mistake. Thought the Hyundai Tucson for its mother. It's like a and children's book. I was looking at Walmart the other day. Are you and, my mother? Are you my mother? This book. It's terrible. And the little little guy was just suckling on a tire, just like. <laughs> well, better that kind of thing. Better than the exhaust pipe, <laughs> I guess. Right? Yeah, you guys can check that out further with our friends at Autoblog.com. Dad, this is Wrench Nation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget the Wrench Nation Female Scholarship. You need to log on to WrenchNation.tv, PulseRadio.fm, or text career to 480-655-8870. Have to get those in by midnight on Sunday night. That's right. Every tell you every week, get on iTunes, leave us a review. If you got comments about a show you'd like to see, come on, we're family. This is your show. Let us know. And as I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.